0: Check, check, check. What is up, y'all? It's episode 10 of Corporate Lunch. Noah, we hit double digits, my brother.
1: We're here. It's crazy. I knew it would happen, but I'm still surprised.
0: Noah, let me just set the scene for you. Uh, we're in the podcast studio. Yeah, Sam Hahn Productions is producing the, the production.
1: Behind the boards.
0: Noah Johnson is wearing a fuzzy leopard tiger. It, it's that's cheetah. leopard. No, that's a, cheetah, a fuzzy <laughs> cheetah zip-up shirt it!
1: yeah one of the very friendly uh doorman security guards at one world trade content tower downstairs said to me yo man is that leopard or tiger <laughs> and, <they were> like, <laughs> and i was like dog tigers have stripes <laughs> and then he was like yeah i know and i had to tell him it wasn't real yeah and he said i look like a pimp
0: no tigers died for noah's noah's fit today but maybe Not a cheetah did question mark possible um this is this is corporate lunch, and um, we're here to talk about style icons today.
1: Yeah, for, we got a reason though for doing that.
0: What's that? You saying we got a peg? Yeah, <laughs> there's a new. Remind one me what call, it is in the
1: business. You call this a news peg, um, which is that the holiday issue of GQ Style Magazine hey. is on newsstands now, as of last week, starring no other than ASAP Rocky on the cover, who we discussed at some length last week, but. Um, there's also a tasty feature inside in the features well as we call it more industry speak for y'all about none other than Andre 3000.
0: I took a deep a deep sip of Effet juice <laughs> before we walked into the podcast studio today and I'm just going to say it like this. If you love Corporate Lunch, thank you, we love you back. But please buy our magazine, man. Yeah. It's the it's the foundation of all things Corporate Lunch and um, we promise that if you like this podcast you will not be disappointed with our hard goods
1: plus nobody's making a penny off this podcast let's be real zero
0: we're spending zero pennies <laughs> and we're not making any this pennies. Isn't keeping the lights on yeah so help us keep the lights on come on but it's not a favor though i promise it's not a favor
1: but seriously this andre 3000 story um it's a fashion editorial and a um q a an amazing q a by none other than will welch um it's really something. There's a lot of a lot of thoughts and a lot of feelings. Um
0: Yeah, it's it's deeply felt.
1: You got to read it. I don't know that now. I don't think we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of the story at this moment.
0: Andre 3000, however, we got it. We got it.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> what I mean to say is you should read the interview. You should read this Q&A. There's a lot there, a lot to unpack, including like Andre 3000 pitching Anita Baker at a, a line of t-shirts merch for merch but what just one thing that that i really got thinking about and considering these the photos shot by jason nacito styled by mobilaji dawadu our fashion editor um shot here in new york where 3000 now lives
0: yep So ho's finest
1: um i've seen people saying that these are some of the best fashion photos of the year
0: damn i haven't seen that tweet
1: um screenshot that for me i will i'll share that and it makes you think about the style legacy of three thousand.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. He's, a, I mean, I'm, I put it in the piece, but he's not really in a fashion place right now. Yeah, which he he was the first to admit is not usual for him. He's just like grown up a little bit and isn't trying to be, um, you know, wearing football shoulder pads right. and <laughs> and uh, giant fuzzy pants and wigs and all that stuff.
1: But isn't it amazing? Isn't it something that someone who's most iconic looks are borderline, well, are pretty much just straight-up, like, costume. Yeah. But is is still regarded and considered, like, an actual style icon.
0: It's all about the way he carried it off. Yeah. It it was not like a dude playing dress. He did not look like a village person. Yeah. (laughs) You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was taken, I mean, not that it was taken seriously in the sense that it was like, this is someone with a vision who's expressing it in a way that is completely compelling has you know the most energy of anyone out there doing
0: it coloring so far out the lines there's actually outside the lines there's actually no coloring inside the lines yeah um yet it was all taken like not as a joke or a goof or as like look at me there was something uh something centered about it somehow
1: so he says he's not in a fashion place right now but like what does that mean for andre 3000 that means still probably like seriously elevated
0: yeah and one thing that, um, this is pretty specific, but, but the man has broad shoulders and a tiny waist and clothes just look good on him. He's blessed. Yeah. Um, so even when, uh, you know, there's, there's certain people, we talked about this a little bit last week with ASAP Rocky. There's certain people who just clothes look better on, like, you know, yeah. me, me and you could put on the exact same clothes and it's just not going to look the same. Although I, m- maybe with this, um, this dead cheetah that you're wearing today
1: (laughs) (laughs) you think three thousand would appreciate this you think think he might
0: he might chop that thing up and turn it into a hat yeah but uh otherwise uh, yeah i think he's probably on board
1: i okay yeah Uh,
0: give me give me some uh, give me some of your style icons no give me one historical style icon of yours that maybe i wouldn't expect
1: um a one that you wouldn't expect yeah
0: not the one you were going to start with.
1: So, damn. caught me so <laughs> curve, off guard. It was like at the, at the the tip of my tongue, as they say. All right. Two of my favorites are women. Uh, they kind of go together to, for me, and that's Sinead O'Connor and Winona Ryder.
0: Damn. Um, uh, both Sinead is incredible. Yeah. I love both of those women. Tell me why they connect in your mind.
1: Well- to me they're like these you know independent free spirits who both have been who've had their share of controversy and and both kind of like came out of the 90s the sort of rowdy 90s era. Um so there's a, there's just like a little bit of overlap I feel like in the way they're perceived and the way they're kind of like they're beautiful, they're artists, they're kind of like among yeah. the best at what they do and then there's this there's like darkness and sadness that surrounds them. Um that being said, they're also like they've just Look awesome in every single photo you'll ever see. Of All them. of them, often um, in mensweary types of things, which is maybe why, like, why I'll talk about them now and why they're like why um- you connect with among them? the top of the top. Sinead O'Connor often in just like a leather jacket with the shaved head, yeah, looking amazing, kind of like James Dean, but not. Yep, and then Winona, um, I'm thinking of like her in the 90s in, like, a double-breasted blazer sort of thing with, yep. with strong shoulders and stuff, and she just looked... Shoulder pads. So freaking cool and all that. You
0: know one thing that was amazing about Sinead O'Connor? You know, Prince wrote Nothing Compares to of You. Of course, yeah. Have you ever heard the Prince version of Nothing Compares to You?
1: You know, I don't know if I've ever heard it, but my understanding is it's...
0: Does not compare to the Sinead O'Connor version as, of Nothing Compares not as good. to You. yeah. Sinead O'Connor was also... A, actually, so was Winona. I mean, you know, Winona who was a... Uh, shoplifter extraordinaire among other pursuits but both just like uh total rebels yep you know like uh i think more often madonna is remembered for her like challenging of the catholic church and and you know various interactions with crosses and so on um but sinead also um just like was taking on the church at a time where that was still really outrageous
1: yeah I think that had an impact on me. I feel like I remember that from, like, Kurt Loder on MTV News, like, dropping in to, like, update on the on those moments and, like, probably being a little too young to, like, let it sink in or to, to fuel my own rebelliousness, which, which didn't have anything to do with the Catholic Church. But I do think that sunk in a little bit.
0: And at the time, beautiful woman with bald head, with shaved head was a real statement. Now every style, you know, Rihanna has done them all just yeah. herself. Right. But at yeah. the time, that was, like, shocking. You and, and, and you kind of, like, didn't know what to do with that information. Yeah. And one more quick thing about Winona. Which is powerful.
1: Winona um, was arrested for shoplifting or, or whatever. I don't remember the details. And I think her day in court was around 2003. And then shortly after, she got a big contract with Marc Jacobs and did an amazing campaign shot by Jurgen Teller for Mark Jacobs where she's looking sort of distraught among shopping bags that seems like she <laughs> a bunch of shit she stole. Fashion
0: and, can be subversive, man. It's really, it still happens.
1: Yeah. So those are two. I'll throw, where are you, what you go? Who's your most surprising? those your, are all surprising. This is like not fair because you're full of. Uh, well, you know, I guess the not uh, so obvious.
0: Well, I think I think the for whatever reason the community uh, that I grew up in and the reaction I had to it was just different from like most people who uh, are into like fashion pursuits. At this time. So, a big one for me, I've talked about Garth, but Dwight Yoakam. Yeah. Dwight Yoakam was a huge one for me. I mean, it started with the sound of his voice, which my dad played for me in the car. And mm-hmm. I, rem- I remember the first time I ever heard Dwight Yoakam's voice, and I was like, what is that? It was the song Guitar's Cadillacs, which I think was 1986, so I was five. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's famous for like Canadian tuxedos yeah. and uh, uh, cowboy hats that are blocked in really specific ways that to him, it's like, uh you know we talk sometimes about this idea of different fashion moves as being cultural signifiers. Yeah. Like there's nothing that Dwight does accidentally. So Wait, he, what does it chooses... mean to have
1: your cowboy hat blocked? What so, is that lingo?
0: Okay, so a cowboy hat is like a, is a is a piece of lined felt, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's pretty much shapeless. Uh but then it's blocked using steam to give it the shape. I see. And there's different types of crowns and bills mm-hmm. based on how it's how it's bent, and all of those are rooted in um, different uses, like who was using the cowboy hat. Yeah. So like a, a bull rider's hat, because of the way they took their hat on and off and the, and the things that they use them for, would be different than a roper's hat yeah. or a rancher's hat. And the same for the, the tip of the cowboy boots. Mm-hmm. So if you see a pointy cowboy boot, that's somebody who, whatever they were like practically doing with their cowboy boots, needed to be able to get in and out of the spurs quickly. Yeah, yeah. So you like, you know, using a little physics... You could get in and out of the, the, I said the Spurs, man. I just totally wrecked my cred. The, <laughs> the stirrups. Stirrups. The damn stirrups, man.
1: Getting in and out of the stirrups.
0: So I grew up going to gun shows and and, and rodeos with my dad and listening to country music and being surrounded by men wearing Wranglers and cowboy boots and, and cowboy hats. And so that was impactful for me. And Dwight to this day Um is just a G when it comes to style. Did you ever see the? Um, he had one album cover that was more recently. It was in the two thousands, and it was just him, um, uh, <laughs> you know, like cowboyed out and just surrounded by Louis Vuitton luggage. I've never seen like this. trunks and man, yeah. So he it's wasn't really shy good.
1: about indulging a little bit in in lifestyles uh, finer things.
0: I mean, the first album and the in the first hit song is called Guitars
1: Cadillacs. Yeah,
0: emphasis on go. the lax.
1: What was um he was on an award show last Come year. Come to
0: think of it, I've never I'm yet to own a Cadillac. I, I will undoubtedly change that some at some point in my life. But
1: should we go car but, shopping this weekend?
0: Absolutely. But, you know, Noah likes BMW's compact, swift. Yeah. You know, great turning radius. <laughs> uh I'm into Cadillac. You know, Dwight Yoakum and Outcast equals You would get a car slow.
1: You would get a car that I could park my car inside of. Inside the car, put it in the trunk of your car.
0: Alternately, I could take the the driver's seat out of your car and drive it from the back seat. (laughs) Absolutely, always a move I wanted to make. Um, Uh, can I? One other guy who's been just an absolute through through line to me. Yeah, and I think um has a similar rebelliousness, even though he's also a fashion establishment, Ralph Mm mm-hmm ralph lauren
1: ralph's got looks man
0: dude to this day he is throwing
1: like um
0: black suit super sharp black purple label suit white shirt black tie and then just like some rlx hiking shoes yeah unabashed
1: yeah he knows how to mix it up you know
0: um and i put on one of the sort of foundational reference photos for gq style which i put on the editor's letter of issue number one that's right was uh ralph in a in a uh, what would we call that a sarong yeah ralph lauren in a in a navy sarong with a really beat up denim shirt yeah unbuttoned to the navel and some beads standing at the um one of the greatest places to stand which is where the jungle meets the ocean where, kind of, kind of impossible. He, I have no idea. Doesn't matter. One of the things it's that's not a, for you, Noah. It's wh- not for me and you to know wh- where <laughs> Ralph was standing. All I know is that the jungle was meeting the ocean.
1: Ralph's a friend of the pod. He can drop us a line anytime and just let us know where he's at, uh, so we can go have a similar spiritual experience there. One of the things that strikes me about that image is like, here's the icon of American fashion in this sort of exotic location yeah. and pose and decked out in a way and. It's it's pretty striking. It it's not like the thing everyone's going to going to do summer 18 necessarily, but it's like you're just like this man's got balls and he's got a vision. Yeah. And it goes beyond the the brand and empire he built. It's like also his his very personal thing.
0: Yeah. And the two are the same. And in fact, if if like uh, again like resisting the idea that Ralph equals establishment is uh, in a lot of ways what he built his empire on was exoticizing America. So the you know there's the ranch side of things and then there's the hampton side of things and then there's the the prep side of things yeah you know so in a way he like took these american tropes put them on steroids yeah and then delivered them back to us yeah and it was good
1: where are we at now like today
0: in terms of style icons yeah i just think it's for me it's um it's it's not a surprising bunch, but it's people who just do not compromise in D N G A F. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like through and through. And and then what I realize, uh, actually, kind of like working on this list is that it really the reason I'm attracted to those people. It's like fashion is just one expression of a, an actual life that is lived. Yeah, with like without any, any. Care for what people think, or yeah. or what or what people would expect. Yeah. So you know, I mean, there's there's a there's a, there's a million examples. I, I sort of like did my country music backwards. So the the Johnny Cash and the ho- whole outlaw vibe, uh-huh. which I was very into in the early two thousands, yeah. came after you know like Dwight Yoakam and Vince Gill and Marty Stewart and uh-huh. some of the like nineties dudes. Um, but then I also think of. Again, these are like well well trod territories. Miles Davis, Basquiat, yeah. David Hockney.
1: Artists are so good. Yeah, I was I I jotted down Willem de Kooning and Picasso. Yeah,
0: and like you, I I'm a little disappointed that the art world now isn't as stylish as it much it's was. True, yeah, there there was like some hype around Jeffrey Deitch in his sharp sharp suits, uh-huh. like in the his in the aughts. Yeah. yeah, and his his notable yeah. glasses his quirky glasses. Um, but I feel like the art world is not the uh, locus of style icons like it once was. There
1: was that like rowdy lower East Side bunch around that time too. I guess I guess this is maybe what you're talking about, but like the Dash Snow crew and yeah, Dan, that, Dan Cullen and that, that the, more the, had the, it. The crew that Ryan that McGinley, had it more, yeah. The crew Ryan McGinley was shooting. I mean
0: McGinley's an incredibly stylish dude. Yeah, Dash had it for sure. Yeah. But it wasn't
1: the same. Like, if you look at these photos of, to me, de Kooning and Picasso are two examples. Like, these guys, when they're in their studios, it's, it's not that they're, like, I don't think they were very fashion conscious at all, necessarily. But, like, man, they look so fucking cool. Yeah.
0: And, and you, you, you wonder, too, like, what was it? All right. So, if you go back and look at photos of Picasso like he had all kinds of amazing looks there's like the 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 signature breton striped shirt and and so on but so much good style and but like there certainly wasn't a fashion culture like there is now then yeah it was obviously there obviously was one it was just very different yeah and so like i don't know where where was where was picasso getting his garments? i
1: think he probably shopped you know i mean he was he was traveling rich and famous and traveling the world when as he was alive and he had you know, young kids and younger people around him. And I, I have no idea, but I, I would, you know, I know Donald Judd was like sort of a clothes horse and he was a shopper and he would go around the world. He was just a taste God and a half. Yeah. I mean, crazy. Um, Bosco was really into clothes. Definitely. And, and. Kind of wrecked,
0: destroyed clothes.
1: Yeah. So I think that, you know, these are guys who aesthetics are part of their lives and, It's kind of inevitable in a way. Yeah. And in the decades since, I just think we've, there's just too much like pressure and bad mojo around capitalism and and material goods and stuff for artists. Yeah. To fully embrace it it gets a little tricky. That being said, tons of them collaborate with, you know, Jeff Koons and Vuitton are out there right now making bags, doing their thing. Yeah. uh, Even
0: though the art world is actually capitalism as at its like sort of finest (sighs) and most manipulated. Absolutely. Who else you got on your list, Noah?
1: My list? One the thing that's funny that I just noticed, my list is all in pairs. So my pairs were Winona and Sinead, <laughs> Kurt and River being River Phoenix and Kurt Cobain, who uh, not friends as far as I know, but um, to me... But friends of the pod, for yeah. sure. Gons and Dill. That's Mark Gonzalez and Jason Dill. Yep. Um, skateboard icons who both fully embraced, like, sometimes extremely quirky um, uh, styles. Both, both guys associated with Supreme, but they're mature, grown-ass men now who who I look to as a ma- sort of mature, grown-ass man.
0: It's, um, it's uh, well-documented on the pod that I've never been on a rolling skateboard. <laughs> However, I did, I did sort of come of age in New York City uh, sitting down the bar from Jason Dill at Max Fish.
1: I mean, the dude's just got a thing. He's got he's got that thing that some dudes have. Yeah,
0: and I was style. like, I did, I sort of didn't know what what to think of. First of all, I was in Max Fish wearing a navy blazer and, and rep ties. <laughs> first, <laughs> yeah. first things first. So that was weird. But then Dill <laughs> also just had. Um, and I don't call him by his last name as though I really know him because yeah. I do not. We were just in the same bar at the same time. Friend all, of the pod. Though. All the time. Um, yeah, man. He just had this like tough, like don't mess with me and maybe don't talk to me vibe.
1: Yeah. That I thought, I was
0: like, that's pretty cool. It was only later that I was like, through the internet, that I like contextualized him as like supreme and fucking awesome and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he ended up being really, really central to the culture. But, you know, even before that and probably when you noticed him, he's just an amazing skater and a huge personality that really drove things. Gans, yeah, Gans is just a legend. Who
0: do you think we will look back to as style icons of this era once you're like- both uh, the combination of 2020 hindsight and the sort of zoom out effect, so it's no longer about the daily churn of like um, of Instagram and all that stuff. Like, who who do you think has enduring style from our era?
1: Um, that's a really tough question. There's so there's a weird thing that's happening now that like I don't want to be like negative about it or kind of like dismissive, but celebrities now are like really styled by stylists. Yeah, and that often means like. They pay someone to tell them what brands to wear. Right. And then they, you know, get it tailored so it fits them well. Yeah. Which isn't always, like, the worst thing. Sometimes, like, I think Jared Leto's, like, long, ongoing Gucci relationship is really cool. Yeah. And I think it's rad that he'll just be like, I'll wear your most outrageous shit on on any red carpet. Anything
0: you can imagine, I will easily wear.
1: So that's, like, a kind of more like a brand partnership thing than, like, but that I actually think is sort of enduring. Like, it'll be memorable. Yeah. Um, also because it represents this era for Gucci that's going to be historically important, Yeah. period. Yeah. Um, I like to... I One of my favorite things is just to, like, go deep into the archives of Getty. So I do a Getty image search for, like, uh, like Christian Slater, a right. guy who was big. And then I, I reverse chronologically search the order of it so it shows me the oldest photos first. Nice. And then I start going back. And there were times when you would see, like, a lot of dudes like Christian Slater, for instance you know, like gleaming the Cube era Christian Slater, he was mega famous and he was just wearing the clothes he had. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he looked super cool. Sign of a different time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and you could say that about River Phoenix too, you know. I don't think he was paying anyone to tell him what to wear. Definitely not. That didn't even exist at the time. There's a million reasons why, you know, they didn't have – instagram for instance but either. then <laughs> but
0: but you know, okay but here's the thing is that that people getting dressed by stylists having relationships with the fashion brands and all that that is that is itself like defining of this era yeah and so certain people will become icons for right. this era of that and I, that's why i think jared leto is very relevant um I will point out that he was on cover number two of GQ yeah, style. Of course. That's why I think that uh ASAP Rocky is relevant. Absolutely. Because ASAP Rocky, he's like he's like, Yeah, my stylist is Matt Henson. He like yep. is part he's of Aug and has credits and yep. he's yeah. not shy about it. But at no point are you like, Oh, he's just some like uh lame dude who has no clue who just like wears whatever somebody puts in front of him. Right. So in a way he's like, Yeah, that's the culture and I participate in it and I've got relationships with the brands. Uh, but I also transcend all that just because I have confidence and taste. Yeah. I really like that moment from the, the, the Rocky Q and a in the issue, um, where I was like, what do you say to the, uh, a lot of people have been saying that you're more fashion than music now. What do yeah. you say to that? And he's like, I can understand. I how love people that think part. That. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, what? Oh really? It just, it's just like so much poise and confidence. He's like, no. Yeah. He's like, based on the decisions I've made for the last two years, I understand why people think that. And now they're about to think of me for music again because I got a bunch of dope music coming.
1: I, I love that response. I totally expected him to like, I, I don't know, weirdly get defensive maybe. I did too. And then sort of prove that you were right. Yeah. By.
0: Being defensive and bristling.
1: Yeah. Thou doth protest too much. But he. Yeah. That part. The of homie that, did not that, blink. Yeah. Let me be clear. Yeah. I think. um Obama has good potential to be like a JFK oh, level man. icon.
0: It was always like it was always like, can can we take the uh, can we let Obama loose on some garms, man?
1: Yeah. <laughs> we still could because he
0: showed some glimmers. Yeah, but you knew that he he was too much of a politician I mean, to, like, to risk it.
1: JFK is the uh, you know like I don't know why I'm making this comparison right now. Wow, but I Obama, guess I'm still
0: reeling at your call. It's such a good call. Yeah, I think that. I hope we, he lets loose.
1: We can look back. I also think even we're... just the
0: way he like plays basketball or something. Absolutely. Some sometime when you see him out of like politician mode. Oh yeah. Or or when he's like talking to people that he legitimately likes and he feels like he doesn't have to be so presidential, um, there is some swagger there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm thinking a lot about the the dudes that we that I'm personally really into. I love to see the latest fits from Shia from Jonah. Yeah. Um, from Kanye. Yeah. Definitely I mean, like,
0: Kanye's one who you got to put in the mix for like 20 years from now looking back. Shia and Jonah, like we shall see.
1: Yeah. We're sort of enjoying it for the moment that it is. But, you know, Kanye currently is like in a, in a like super muted low key kind of mode. But I think going back to the Givenchy stuff and the Margiela masks and um, plenty of that stuff is for sure going to be in the history books, as they say.
0: Yeah. You know, it keeps coming to mind. This is a little random, but just Aaliyah wearing Hilfiger. Yeah. I mean, those images are just incredible. And that was a moment of, like, just a very different moment of of hip-hop and fashion. Yeah. Shout-out to Aaliyah. Rest in peace, baby girl. Should we get into some vibes? Let's do the vibe section. How many vibes should we do this time?
1: Well, 13, I think. You think you should do 13? (laughs) All right.
0: That sounds like a good number to me.
1: But don't count them, you know? Never count bullets. Don't try to poke holes in our plot.
0: Uh, I'm going to take the first vibe, and I'm coming (laughs) in. I can't wait. I'm coming in hot.
1: People should know that we don't share these vibes beforehand.
0: Definitely not. Why would we do that? This is
1: episode 10, and we've never shared a vibe beforehand.
0: iPhone X.
1: (laughs) Oh, shit. It just
0: got dropped off on my desk. I'm going to have to visit the wireless devices people after this and get plugged in. And I just thought, like... uh. For some reason I thought it was funny to like to try to shit on you with like a tech
1: brag. That I can even that I can't hang with.
0: You definitely can't hang with it. I, I also it's <laughs> just like tech is not something that I think is like
1: We haven't done tech yet.
0: I know, it's not really my like Send no- us your tech questions. It's not my normal <laughs> mode of <laughs> send us your tech questions. <laughs> you will you will be met with befuddlement but enthusiasm. <laughs> um Yeah man. The new iPhone. It's gonna take sweet photos. <laughs>
1: Ah, <laughs> send me some pics, bro.
0: Do you feel le- do you feel lesser than me right now?
1: Uh, a little bit. Or yeah. will
0: you when I get my my iPhone X plugged in?
1: Yeah, this is that. I'm glad we've addressed the tech thing. I hope we don't do it again necessarily. So I'm just gonna bring it back to something near and dear to my heart, which is vintage flannels.
0: Vintage flannels. Yeah. New to you, old to the world.
1: Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I I went down a particular rabbit hole, which is a a label called Towncraft, which was a JCPenney label from the '50s and '60s. Towncraft wow. is popular among like rockabilly dress up people. I think like people who really do, who really do it. Um, if anybody ever comes sub-culture. up to me in the
0: street and and accuses you, my partner in this podcast, yeah. of, of not letting some gems loose on the podcast, I'm gonna fight.
1: I mean, this is. I'm just
0: gonna. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going I'm going to hand my glasses to Sam and just start scrapping.
1: If people, you know, if there's still some question out there about what is corporate lunch, what is corporate lunch about? <laughs> yeah. Just let it be known that it is three guys in a room just just giving you everything we've just got. Just handing it over. Just handing it over. Um, f- Towncraft flannels are old uh, the the label existed for some time, but what you want is the 50s and 60s and there were batches of them the batches that were made in Japan. And the uh-huh. made-in-Japan ones are often a nice wool and rayon blend. You might find some other uh, things out there, often like a nice shadow plaid. Okay. And the most important thing is that they're cut like a camp shirt. So it's a flat hem, a camp collar, and it's called a loop shirt, meaning the very top button loop buttonhole is a loop and not a hole. So you want a loop shirt with a camp collar and a flat hem and a shadow plaid made in Japan, towncraft, flannel.
0: I mean, other there's than, loads of these on eBay. They're I was like, about to say, other than actually winning the eBay bid for you and having it delivered to your address, Noah has really broken it
1: down. I just blessed you. I mean, you can get one for twenty bucks, and like it's this is quality stuff. Wow.
0: Uh, so this is this isn't rare. Jason Nocito, who shot the Andre 3000 piece, yeah, has made a zine. Oh, what the fuck! An Andre 3000 GQ style zine, thirty copies. If you can get one. I don't have one. You don't have one yet? No. Well, we'll see what There's happens. only 30? There's 30 copies.
1: Jason Nicito, Um, never mind the fact that he shot that amazing feature for GQ Style, uh, his work is amazing.
0: Yeah, and he spent all of last year not doing editorial work. He was making books. Yes. And they're
1: out there. If you're into the indie book publishing world, then like, you should- Check it out. You should get involved.
0: And if you've- <laughs> If you find an Andre three thousand Zine by Jason Noseda, try to sell it to Noah for top value. <laughs> yeah, what the f- <laughs> Kirk? What you do you would got? Think. What do you got?
1: Um, I do, I'm gonna go with another photographer. This wasn't gonna be next, but my favorite. Uh, this is one of my favorite photographers is Jurgen Teller. I love Jurgen Teller.
0: You do? All right, cool. What do you love about Jurgen?
1: I love the way his photos look. <laughs> the, the, the thing I, I also just mentioned him. There's gonna be a lot of callback here, but I he shot the Winona um, Mark Jacobs campaign. He shot a, He shot a bunch. Of, he shoots a bunch of self portraits, and he's just this beautiful man with this round head and these blue eyes that I love looking at. He shoots portraits with himself and sometimes alone uh, of his son Ed. Yeah, Ed. Baby Ed. Shout out to baby Ed. And he's a chubby baby with beautiful blue eyes, and um, I, I've they're of particular interest to me for personal reasons lately. But Jurgen Teller's photos of his baby son Ed are incredibly beautiful and moving, and I recently looked at some of them and enjoyed it very much.
0: Maybe you can get a print. If you can't get a zine, maybe you can get a Jürgen print. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn! Shout out to Jürgen, friend of the pod. Send me a print, maybe.
0: Uh, last time I saw Jürgen Teller was at the Gosha uh, uh, uh fashion show He's, at, at Pitti Uomo. Yeah, and he was wearing uh, really short aggressively shorts. short pink, yeah. pink jogging shorts. It was so awesome.
1: He's a style icon. There's that he shot that book Kanye, Kim, and Jürgen. Yeah, Kim, Kanye, and Jürgen, or I don't know what it is. He's in a bunch of the photos that are with Kim and Kanye like messing around in like trash heaps. And, I, and he's wearing like, I think he's in the short shorts with like a ski parka in a lot of it. He's a style icon. That's the other thing about Jürgen.
0: It's super dope if you can do a, a book with Kim and Kanye and not only put yourself in the photos, <laughs> but also just go ahead and put your first name yeah, in that's, with it.
1: That's a, that's a great book.
0: Um, this one is contains a, a, a special nod to Sam Heim Productions, uh, Velvet Pants. Oh, hell yeah. Sam and I are both loyalists to Massimo Alba's velvet pants. Uh, I broke them out for the first time this fall yesterday in a kind of purplish eggplant color and had to go back to back with the black ones today. I'm feeling the velvet pants so much, it's sort of like blossoming into a potential future, wait for it, leather pants. (laughs) 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 That's right. You heard it here (laughs) on Corporate Lunch Episode 10. Velvet pants... On a, on a what's today? Vel- anyway, velvet pants one day. Let's go. Velvet pants again the next day, and then follow through with the leather pants on day three.
1: Sam and Will have a really contentious style rivalry. I'm not really a part of it, but well, I, I watch it unfold, and it's kind of amazing.
0: My Basically, the only thing I don't love about being editor-in-chief of GQ Style <laughs> is that my entire staff has better style than me (laughs) and it fucks with me on a daily basis (laughs) and it all starts with Sam Hine who also happens to have the same Massimo Albo velvet pants. Yeah.
1: You guys share a few garments. Sam shows up every day. I'm not
0: supposed to show up and be better dressed than Mobulaji Dawadu GQ style fashion director. That's a given. That's a given. But when when Sam just like absolutely crushes me (sighs) with pants that I also already own it can
1: it stinks. Sam shows up every day and it is a stunt it's a movie um on a previous episode of oh, so corporate lunch also he's not lunch- blushing
0: right now like he's yeah, shrugging he's, at us yeah, he's I just know. looking at us like can you get like can you guys pick up the pace a His little here
1: feet are up on the desk he's like we got a lot of vibes to <laughs> yeah. get through
0: why don't you keep it moving
1: shout out to Sam Hine. um in a previous episode of corporate lunch i went on a bit of a tirade about laundry detergent um, might hurt some feelings. I don't know. I don't care.
0: Do you know that I had in the tuck, I, I had the Audrey 3000 loving laundry detergent oh, and dryer shit. sheets yeah. and all respect to, you Noah Johnson, but I think Andre is more influential than you. So if I were actually <laughs> doing a heat map of laundry detergent and dryer sheets right now, their stock is up, my brother. I'm I sorry was, to break it. To you're you.
1: right. I, I was deeply upset by that.
0: I let you, I let you get that one off without telling you <laughs> about the ACE I was holding.
1: Um, but I'm going to shout out the Tide to Go stick.
0: Whoa. Reversal. Okay.
1: I got one on my desk. They. The stain crazy stick. thing about it is- it, Stain stick? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a little pen that takes stains out. This is like old news. Everyone's got one of these things. But the crazy thing about it is it actually works. Yeah. None real. of this shit ever works. The stain stick, I mean, it can't be like, I don't know, like oil paint or some shit. Yeah. But like coffee- blood a little red wine mud red wine you're good the stain stick is like a real thing that works
0: it's incredible too that it's all herbal and organic
1: <laughs> <laughs> well the funny thing is it doesn't smell like shitty laundry detergent but it kind of smells like barf yeah i never understood that
0: i um i like when when um uh, noah says really corporate shit like tied stick um i'm going with matching hangers is my vibe oh, yeah hell yeah Like, if you have a mixed bag of hangers in your closet... You are setting yourself up for a life of heartbreak and anxiety, yeah. extreme anxiety.
1: Also, what kind of messes your life if that's what you're looking at in your
0: yeah, closet? Yeah. What's going on <laughs> under the hood? What's going on under the hood if that's what's going on under the closet, the mental hood? So, this is what you do you take yourself to um, uh, the container store, mm. a place I love to visit on Saturdays and sometimes on
1: Sundays. Jesus, that sounds chaotic.
0: Take yourself, no, it's super mellow in there. Take yourself to the <laughs> container store. Take yourself to the container store. They have black hangers that are covered uh, in, in black felt, mm-hmm. and they have the ones with the pant bar and without the pant bar, and you get yourself as many hangers as you have clothes that need to hang, and you keep it uniform, and you stick to it. Stuff comes back from the dry cleaner, guess what you don't keep around?
1: That shitty metal wire. The crappy wire. wire hangers. Get that thing out of there. Get it together. I hate those things.
0: You you If you set aside like 100 bucks. You'll be good. For life. <sighs>
1: Let's go. Let's let me let me tell you about an aesthetic that I'm that I really like right now. This is my vibe. Paint a picture for me. My next vibe. It's called tactical. (laughs) Yeah. My shit is fucking tactical. Your shit is
0: tactical. Yeah. Pockets everywhere.
1: Feeling military surplus gear, militaristic like. I don't need well, one thing that I'm really feeling is is the, the collection, the Alix men's stuff that Matthew Williams has been putting out and his stuff is extremely tactical. Ultra tactical. Um and it and borderline, you know, there's it borderline also, like, comes with pliers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like
0: you might you might buy a pair of pants and there could just be a, a <laughs> pair of pliers in the
1: pocket. And then his goes into like some S and M fetishistic sort of stuff that like I I don't go all the way that way, but I do like the like hardcore, heavy hardware tactical aspect of it. And my more basic version is just, like, Rothko cargo pants from the Army-Navy store. Yeah. Um, and things of that nature that that.
0: Do you use a bunch of those pockets? Nah. No.
1: <laughs> pure fashion. I <laughs> carry my weed in there. Pure fashion. No, nah, just the pockets are just there, yeah. yeah. It is pure fashion. I guess on occasion you could, like, drop a water bottle in there when you're, like, pushing around town.
0: Oh, when you're doing, like, a three-mile soulful walk with your friend. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, uh I am. I'm deep. I got one more episode to go on David Simon's The Deuce. Yeah, it's on the home home box office channel. Is it? Are you watching the show? now?
1: Yeah, I've watched a few.
0: You see, you sound significantly less committed than I am. Um, I've been knocking this, knocking these I things am, down. Yeah. I, I find that um, the show is like uh, it's serious. You know, it's like th- there's a seriousness to it. Um, there's a lot of sex in it and not all of the sex is intended to be so sexy. Yeah. In fact, most of it is not so sexy. Yeah. But at the same time, what's incredible about it is there's like, there's, there's an upbeat sort of, uh, uh there's a, there's, there's an upbeat and sort of bright tempo to it that keeps it from being like too grimy, too depressing. Uh, it keeps me from feeling like I'm just, quasi watching porn with my wife you know even though there's a lot of the you know there's like somebody's naked like all the time yeah um uh there's pimps saying just horrendous stuff uh to hookers yeah there's all sorts of rotten johns crooked cops but like at this you don't leave it feeling depressed yeah um and it's also got a uh, really interesting sort of um I, I was gonna say feminist bent to it, and I have seen um, some of the some of the like critical takes on it. Talk about it being mm-hmm. a, f- a feminist show, but to me, there's just a, a modern balance to it. Yeah, and like the Wire. Um, I'm not going to lie and say I got through Treme, but like The Wire, it keeps moving around perspective. So you spend time with the pimps, you spend time with the prostitutes, you spend time with James Franco and his crew. The mafia is in the mix. The police department is in the mix. And you're sort of like getting a take on this New York City neighborhood from all these different perspectives. And it really just adds up something to something bigger than the sum of the parts. It's really working for me.
1: David Simon is like a real master, huh? I think he is.
0: Well, I thought, you know, The Wire was masterful and Treme maybe like not so much. I didn't a get little, that either. Yeah, me. a little self-serious and now he's like back in the groove. I think
1: he's really good at like creating that whole world like you said, like getting every perspective and then just also like the atmosphere of it and the scenes of it. I love the sets and like the yep. costume and all that. For, yeah,
0: and the for, way they shot in New York City but made it look like 1970s. It's working for me.
1: Um, I'm going to do... What, what Vibe number
0: 12. You got one more. All right. Don't waste a shot, man.
1: This one's crazy. It's simple, though. Perfect. Leaving the house without your phone.
0: Whoa, man. That's extreme.
1: And I'm not proposing any type of like... Like go out for the whole day, go out for the radical night. unplugging. Yeah, like don't you know you could get lost out there. Like without Google Maps, I would get lost in my own neighborhood. Yeah, but I'm talking about just like, hey, I'm gonna pop out and get a coffee. I don't need to like pat my pockets three times and make sure my phone's in there. I'm just gonna just not have it for that like 45 minutes.
0: I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take this less than an hour time time period to go have a coffee yep. and see what life brings. And to like
1: me. while I wait for the barista to pour my coffee, I'm just gonna like look around, chill out. Or like, say hi to the person next to me. Or like, like Aziz at the restaurant in Paris the waiting on Mark Anthony Yeah, Green. that's right. We've gone here. Aziz, of course, GQ-style cover star. Aziz does this in a very heavy way. I'm proposing a very moderate testing of these waters.
0: Aziz should do a comedy special called... Uh, oh, man, this is such a bad joke. Aziz <laughs> Unplugged. <laughs> Thanks, Will. I'm sorry.
1: We got one more vibe, but there's something very important that we need to include here, which is that um we appreciate all of you corporate lunch listeners out there all the friends of the pod please subscribe on iTunes or Apple or however you do it rate us write a review a scathing review an honest review
0: <laughs> scathing's cool
1: and tell a friend tell your dad tell your tell your buddy tell your boss maybe don't tell your girlfriend
0: tell your friend dad
1: tell your dad friend that's it on with on with the final vibe uh
0: to take it out this is a new song by porches Sam actually knows way more about porches than I do but this my introduction to porches was this tune um, and it will get you in your feelings that's it corporate, corporate one, one, seven, one, ten. one we'll one, see one, you one, next week right now namaste and it smelled like the truth I saw you in the lake I saw you in the lake I lay flat